0: I said, do you just happen to have a wrestling belt? She said, of course we do. I also have big green Hulk hands and a gas mask, don't you?
1: When was that picture taken?
0: I don't know. I guess at the party. Okay, I'm ready.
1: That was just last night?
0: Uh
1: huh. He looks like a little boy. You are listening on Upload Day, Tuesday, May 24th. Today is a high-stakes election day in the state of Georgia. Nearly three-quarters of a million of Georgia residents have already cast their ballot in early voting. If you're not one of the 750,000, queue up in line and cast your vote. Today's primary election is for Georgia governor, secretary of state, Congress, state lawmakers, and a host of other races expected to draw large numbers of voters to the polls 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And just a quick final thought before we begin today's episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. If Stacey Abrams had been Georgia governor during the pandemic, we would still be in lockdown today. Who's ready? Here we go. Three, two. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. It's a podcast where we have conversations about things that you are already conversating About with your friends, your family, and your co-workers. Conversating. Is that a word? It
0: is now. Oh. I think it's conversing.
1: Thank you, Donna. Current events, pop culture, trends, country music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth.
0: My name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, One thing, I ate, when I worked downtown at Atlanta Magazine, I ate the same lunch for exactly 365 days. Well, not including just weekdays. Week yeah, just the weekdays. And when you went down there? The same lunch every a, day. A lot. Yeah. No, every day. So I would go to Salada. No, that's
1: it, period.
0: Yeah. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's it. I'd go to Salada. No, no. Okay. Semicolon. Yeah. I'd go to Salada. i go to Salada.
1: Home of the 1999 salad.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: Where the charger for extra dressing?
0: I mean, I had to quit. I was so broke from eating the same thing every day. For a oh, year we're done
1: we're done. We're, done we're done
0: okay
1: we're done one thing
0: um okay so You're so
1: much more than caddy's wife yes just caddy's wife yes so we decided okay. a few episodes ago to expand your your plinko statement where where we learn more about you
0: mm-hmm. but we really don't because
1: that's not the same thing this is different you can spend as much time on your plinko as you want plinko is something you've done since episode one
0: mm. okay my name no- is
1: donna i'm caddy's wife <sighs> it used to be period we, then I said, you're so much more than Kenny's wife. I just discovered this a few weeks ago. I said, let's expand that. Let's bring one more nugget of Donna information each episode.
0: So what do you got? That noise you hear is me beating my head against my microphone. Uh, or, 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 you know, your thought about something in the news or something. Exactly. Okay. So this is not about either of those. What it is. Or whatever you want. Either, either. This is, I had a great conversation with um, one of our pod peeps Um at, which we're going to talk about later, but at our big event, our parking lot party this weekend, and she's going through some challenges. And we talked for a long time about um, the fact that I would um, absolutely pray for her. And it got me thinking that people say that all the time, you know, because it becomes a default for when you're going through something challenging in your life for people to say, oh my gosh, I'll pray for you. And I thought it's such a lazy way to interact with people during a challenging time. Because what what you need to say, and we had a great conversation, so I'm not calling myself out, but I'm saying in general people do this, um, and I've done it before too, so I'll call myself out on that. But um, what you need to say is talk about what's going on. How can I help you? Let's talk about it. What are you feeling? Are you overwhelmed? Are you you know you know that kind of stuff? Sometimes you can't solve things for people and say you know what um, I'm sure it's no big deal because sometimes things are a big deal that people are going through, but. I have a great small group that I um, was involved with probably five, six years ago, and it was like eight women. And we would do kind of like different readings. And it was it was Bible study, but it was more just spending time with really great women who were in all different walks of their lives. Some had young kids, some were older, some were empty nesters, some didn't even have kids. And I learned from that group that... Um, when you tell someone, like if someone says something that's really challenging them and you say, I'm going to pray for you.
1: It's like off putting, isn't it?
0: No, that you pray for them.
1: Yeah, let's well, assume, but I don't think many people do.
0: I don't think they do either. And so what we talked about is whenever you have the chance, whether it's in your car for 10 minutes, whether you hit your knees in the bathroom um, first, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. That you make a commitment that if you say to someone verbally, in social media, anywhere, I'm praying for you, then pray for them because prayer is powerful. And so I just think that that is a really big deal because I think what's happening now or has been happening with social media is, you know, the prayer emojis will go up. Someone's
1: Facebook's like, the worst. Oh, my gosh. And, so, and, and
0: sometimes it. you'll use the wrong emoji, you know, using the, I can't tell the you why. five.
1: I can't tell you why. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you why, but I need mean, prayers up for
0: But that's okay. If they do, then, and you say you're going to pray for them, then pray for them. And if you're not the praying type, then that's okay, too. Just say something casual, like, I hope it works out for you. Good luck to you. Yeah, something like that. But I just think that, like, we're so, I don't know. It's like such a casual cop-out to say that. So if you need me, is what I want to say, I will pray for you because I am a very fervent prayer. (laughs) Um. I talk to God all the time. And so um, I am one of those people that if you need me to pray for you, I'll pray for you. And I don't think you should have to also have this like thing at the end of it when you say to someone, you know, I will pray for you. And you don't have to say, and listen. I mean it. And I I do that all the time. Like, because I know people say it and don't mean it. I will look people in the eye.
1: But don't worry about those people. I know.
0: So I shouldn't have to say that. Like, but I mean, I'm going to pray for you. I'm really going to pray for you. So if you're going through anything, Feel free to shoot. Yeah, feel free to shoot me a text because I do believe that prayer is very powerful.
2: And the winner is Kenny Chesney.
1: To East Tennessee folks, there, two thousand four was the year Dolly Parton awarded Kenny Chesney his first ever Entertainer of the Year award from the Country Music Association, the CMA's. To put that. When, into perspective, Kenny's first notable single, I would consider Fall in Love. You know, he did the Tin Man. There were a couple others, but they just didn't take off. Fall in Love resonated with people and did quite well on the charts. So, I went with Fall in Love, and I looked, 94, the year I got to Atlanta. It took Kenny Chesney, who had an unbelievable career between 94 and 2004. Ten years? Took yeah. him Ten years to win Entertainer of the Year. And We were there that night with him in Nashville. Well, y'all were. When the photo, it's time to take the photo, I was I was... Parking cars or something. Or oh. Robin Leach and I were off.
0: Somewhere. Oh, wonderful. Yeah.
1: Kenny Chesney was in town in Atlanta. That's where we're based. Cadillac Jack, my second night. We are in awesome Alpharette, about 30 miles directly north of downtown Atlanta. Kenny played Mercedes-Benz Stadium downtown over the weekend, Saturday night. And um, gosh, how much notice did you have, Donna? You got to call or text. We were at the parking lot party Saturday in yeah. Gainesville. And you got a text, I guess, from a customer of yours who said... Uh, you're going to Kenny Chesney.
0: Well, he had asked me or, or if you and I were going. And I don't think we've missed a Kenny Chesney concert in I can't think of when. It was just always our thing. We always went. Um, and I love Kenny Chesney. I'm a huge Kenny Chesney fan. And we weren't going because we had so much going on. And um, you were had your big wrestling debut, which we got to talk about. And we had our big po- parking lot party, which we're going to talk about. It was amazing. And so um, he texted me back. And I, and I just said, sadly, no. We just have way too much, you know. I don't even think I said we had way too much going on. I just said, sadly, no. We don't have tickets or whatever. And um, he texted me back. And said, Hey, I got extra tickets. I'm sending them to you. He said, You do so much for me at the store. Is this JB? No. I wanted to um, send you some tickets. So he sent me some tickets, and they were floor tickets. And you and I always have been in that sandbar area normally. Um, so I didn't care where my tickets were. I was just excited to go. But I was, you know, I was kind of excited that they were on the floor. So about four,
1: hour, four hours' notice.
0: Yeah. So I took Charlotte because. Charlotte's
1: a 15 year old. She's con-
0: She's kind of a Kenny Chesney fan, you know, and she, by default, has heard a lot of country music riding around in the car with you and i and um i asked olivia first and she said it wasn't that she didn't want to go but she said i think you should take charlotte because i think she'd enjoy it more um so we went we missed um car- it was like one of those all day type things that started at five o'clock we missed carly pierce we missed pierce we missed um old, old dominion, dominion which really bummed me out and we caught the very tail end of the little two people
1: um him and her yeah There's no tour that takes better care of you as an artist than Kenny than the Kenny Chesney tour each year. Yeah, although we hadn't had one in three years because of the pandemic.
0: Unbelievable. Uh, When he said that, when you get invited to go out on the Kenny
1: Chesney tour, you 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 just it's it's like Christmas day.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was so.
1: Outside of the birth of Christ.
0: Right. I was so excited. I think Charlotte was like, what on earth? Like, I mean, I was just so excited to see him. And you know, we had, we have gone and seen Eric Church recently, but we haven't seen a lot of live music. And so I was just super excited to see him. And um, he kicked off the show with Beer in Mexico. And it was just electric. The place was packed. I mean, there was not an empty seat in the arena. I know a lot of people I've heard a couple people today saying that came in I worked today that said, oh, you know, I thought the sound wasn't great. I didn't care. This was a totally different experience for me. Whereas usually, you know, when you're going to see a lot of concerts, which we were in a mode where we're going to see something all the time for a while, every weekend, you do become sort of an armchair critic. I could have cared less. I don't care if, and I didn't think he was out of tune, but I didn't care if he was because it was just this electric energy. And Charlotte was laughing because I told you, you know, Kenny has people who are 80 years old down to people bringing like you know, little kids to the concert and she was just cracking up at all the people grooving. It's somewhere between a grateful dead, Jimmy Buffett and I don't fish. know. And fish concert. Really Dave Matthews. Yeah. And, and Jackson. he looks amazing. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, and this is what really got me in my feels. I'm sitting there thinking that he's probably close to the same age as I am. And I remember when we worked at the radio station that we both worked at, When he arrived one day and he was being taken around by johnny gray our legendary program director And he had a ball cap and kenny's not a tall guy And I remember thinking like is this the new intern like he's tiny like how old is he like 13 years old And you know johnny was kind of introducing him to some people, but I mean nobody really knew who he was And then I kept thinking about like as he would sing a song. I kept thinking about like markers in my life you know, and it was like you know, she thinks my tractor's sexy. And then like, um, just
1: for me, it's, um, um, me and you,
0: me and you, people were slow dancing to that one. He sang it. Yeah. I mean, he's sang everything and he's sang. um, he said that he normally doesn't take requests, but he had, um, there was somebody in the music industry who he had talked to backstage. And they were having, um, you know, they were talking about their kid leaving for college and would he please play him a song? And he sang, um, there goes my life. And I um I I mean, I'm sitting there, Charlotte's looking at me and I'm just bawling crying. You know? Like she got her Honda packed with Abercrombie clothes and dad's American. Well, because we're getting ready
1: to live this. In I'm just like, months. Are you
0: kidding me? And I think that's what's so great about music. I am one of those free criers at concerts because there is just certain there are certain moments and things. I have the soundtrack that runs through my life, and I was so in my feels at this concert. And Charlotte and I had the best time. I think the people around us must have thought, like, they're probably trying to figure out, like, is this this, this child's mother? Is it her aunt? Is it her? I don't even know Like is this is Probably like they were thinking Like is this someone in high school You know like me Like this, sure. Yeah, was it? yeah, yeah. Sure. Like is this her high school friend yeah. You know and they're having fun But we had so much fun Just dancing and singing And I was telling you One of the songs that got The biggest reaction Was the Pink song Him him, and the Pink song You know Setting the world on fire
1: The song doesn't get airplay an awful lot on country radio anymore, we do play it on the Bear five. I crank it up every time I play it. What's your favorite line from this song?
0: From this one? I don't know. My favorite line of any Kenny Chesney song is, we got just enough cash to get us in. From, um... Just enough cash to, to get us, us in. in. Um, it's the boardwalk.
1: Yes, yes. Because
0: it's the same girl all the time. Um, oh, what is wrong with us today? Well, here's Janie. No. no, not Janie. And here's my the other my favorite line is all the things I'd love to do to you.
1: Am I gonna have to look that one up too? I'm,
0: no, that's on the same song. I don't know okay. what he's gonna do You're to ready? Mary, but You're yeah, ready? let's go.
1: Anything but mine.
0: Yes, anything but mine. He played. He played everything. He played Big Star. He played, um, and I mean, he was just burning through these songs, you know. And he's got the energy of like a fifteen-year-old. I mean, a couple of times I did tell you he was kind of joking. He was like, whew, "Lord," like he was a little winded. It's, um,
1: it's early into the tour. This is like week, uh, I think, weekend three.
0: Yeah, and he's got a kick-ass female um, bassist. And you were talking about a lot of about,
1: turnover. A lot of turnover in the band.
0: I didn't reckon I, reckon I tour. One guy with yeah. the guitarist, The other It happened
1: about. Uh, I had it in the letter when it happened three months ago. Before they started rehearsals for this tour.
0: It was a love fest though. It's um, you know, and he always has this great, that great mo- video montage before it starts of like all the people from the islands and his crew and just everybody. And he's just this adorable little pirate. Like in a way you're kind of like, dang, if I could go back, I think that's probably how I'd live my life you know just fly over the islands with no no one you know and just not meet not care
1: in the world and all the money in the world too
0: yeah and just meet people and just island hop you know want to be great it would be great he always looks in the audience and finds usually a younger person and says and, and you can hear him mouthing it is this your first concert like he won't bring him up if it's not and he's like are you sure and they're like yes and he brought one of them up and gave them you know a helmet and then another one and gave him a falcon's helmet and just it's just great he's just a great guy we stayed until the bitter
1: there end. There you go. I, I knew you were going to get something. You had to get something
0: in. I we heard he came out and did two songs and an encore. And I'm telling you what. You thought? And I even I, tested her. What have I missed? Her. I even tested her. I said, Charlotte, you want to stay for the encore? And she's like, Mom, we're not leaving. Uh-huh. Like you, yeah. damn right, right. Right.
1: She didn't have to get up at three thirty in the morning. You're
0: either. damn right, little girl. Nor,
1: nor, nor did I. No, nor did you, by the way. Yeah. Um. Candy's always looking for great things to do for kids and during his concerts like you mentioned the first concert thing uh there was a show not too long ago where kenny recognized a a young lady in the audience and he could tell that she had down syndrome and he brought her up on stage and the moment became magical and here is the audio she says she wants to say something into the microphone
2: It looks like you know Kenny checks me my true love. He oh. inspires me when you kiss him right now on your lips. he wiped like sweat off. It takes a lot to embarrass me. I will admit. All right. That that got me through there some really toughest time. He inspires me when I was 15 years old when I got abused. And the, the reason why I am to do it, be on stage, is because my grandfather's dream, to see me up here. To I want to thank him for the flooding. Because my house has been flooded a couple of times. <laughs> and I want to say, I want to say you know I mean? see and Kenny Chesney. <laughs> I I've been doing it for 24 years. That's why we write songs, right there.
1: Kenny got to Atlanta on Thursday at 7.32 Eastern for the Saturday show at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Kenny flew in not from Nashville, but from GUF. Airport code four, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Kenny had been in Gulf Shores for 24 hours before flying to Atlanta Thursday afternoon. 37-minute flight time. And um, I believe, you know, the, the Hangout Music Festival is down there in Gulf Shores this past weekend, and it was uh, Post Malone and Kane Brown and, and, I mean, the, the wallberries or Lumineers, just a bunch of just… The
0: wallberries. Whoever,
1: just a, a mix of country and rock and alt and, and pop at the Hangout Music Festival. I think Kenny flew down to either… I think he went down there to see Posty. That's what I think. The way out of Atlanta on Sunday… Uh he spent the night in Atlanta somewhere, and at 737 AM Eastern, wheels up and back to Nashville, forty two minute flight. Kenny actually did not leave Atlanta. You know, there have been many tours in past years where he would fly back to Nashville. You know, if he did three nights in Atlanta, which he'd done before, every night he would fly back home. FTY is where he parked the plane when he was here. FTY is Fulton County Airport. Charlie Brown Airport on the west side of town near uh, Fulton Industrial Boulevard. Uh, it's owned by the county, Fulton, huh. Fulton County. Three runways, about 1,000 acres out there, but there's not a whole lot of activity that I'm aware of. It's called Charlie Brown Airport. Let's talk money real quick about Kenny Chesney and what he makes on the road. Kenny Chesney, since he started touring in the mid-90s, has made over $1 billion, with a B, billion dollars in ticket sales. One of the highest grossing artists in any genre of music when it comes to going on the road and making grabbing your sack on the road or grabbing your bag is what the kids say, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think they say grabbing your sack.
1: 2018 Trip Around the Sun tour for Kenny Chesney earned him $114 million in sales, 42 shows. That was a stadium run. Highest grossing tour for Kenny Chesney to date. He did, uh, this is the year he did his final shows at Gillette stadium in in, outside of Boston, $11.6 million gross for two shows in front of 122,000 fans. Kenny Chesney is the highest grossing country music artist of the 2000s. When it comes to touring and eighth overall only behind artists like Dave Matthews band, Celine Dion, Ed Sheeran,
2: Lambeau Field in Wisconsin set a new record for ejections after nearly 300 fans were kicked out of a Kenny Chesney concert for fighting, harassment, and extreme intoxication, which is also the title of the song he was playing at the time.
1: (laughs) If you are listening on Upload Day, it is Tuesday, May 24th. And it is Election Day in the state of Georgia, maybe where you are listening to the podcast, too.
0: Appropriate for election day not i feel like it should be like some sort of like god bless america or something no this is uh she's is talking a, about medicine
1: bonkers beat club is royalty free okay i've been told
0: all right um so i keep seeing you know herschel walker is running in georgia in the state of georgia um and most people are familiar for, for with a right? For a fantasy. And most people are familiar with the fact that he was um, an amazing athlete for the University of Georgia. But I keep seeing these signs all over the place in people's yards, and they say, Run Herschel, run! Isn't that hilarious? It's kind of a takeoff on because that's what everybody used to say when he would play, you know? And you can still hear, like, you know, what would be great is if they had gotten um, Larry Munson, who was the like famous voice of the Georgia Bulldogs, if they had gotten him to do the commercials, and at the end of the commercial, he'd be like, Run Herschel, run. Dang, that would have been good. That'd have been good. Why don't people put me in as a political consultant?
1: Why don't they put you in for everything?
0: Really? Seriously. I mean, yeah.
1: I was telling somebody the other day about the um the business we've always wanted to open. And that is if you if you have a business plan. Yes. You have an idea for a business, come to us. Give us
0: Or we'll come it'd probably be better if we came to you. We'll come to you. We need to see your space Give location. Us 60 seconds.
1: That's it. In sixty seconds, we'll H- be able to tell you whether you're making the most devastating financial move you've ever made in your life.
0: Yeah. Or
1: if you know what, listen, there may be, will be success here. Yeah. But we're going to be brutally honest with you.
0: Yeah. I'll give you one that's going on right now. I don't know if it's a franchise or what's going on, but there's this place called chicken cone. Okay. And I've eaten there one time.
1: Windward. Yes. Parkway,
0: And it's in the death location, which means there's been 17 food places there prior. So if you know that, and you're coming in with a food place, okay? That's a strike against you, okay? And number two, this whole concept of chicken tenders in a cone, while it sounds,
1: cone meaning one like an ice cream cone,
0: yes, and while that sounds fabulous, that's not going to be something that you're going to eat. over it's a play on and over, a and over and over, like, it, waf- yes, it waf- is a waffle cone. But I'm just telling you, and you go in and they like <sighs> the menu's just Do weird. They cluck?
1: When you walk no, in, but the menu's weird. Walk and when you walk into,
0: yeah, they just try to talk to you about how the greatest concept in the world, and you're like, No, but you're not, yeah. you know. And when you're standing in line and you're almost like there's somebody in front of you and back behind you, and you're like, I don't really think I want this. That's how also you know that this idea is not going to take off. It's not going to take off, yeah.
1: and it's a one time retainer that you pay us. Oh, and for it, us, it, yes, and we're done. We're yeah. done. We just, you can even show
0: thing. us your logo, we're gonna be like, That's not gonna work.
1: Yep, it's a yes or no. Yeah. That's what you get in response. There's no written report.
0: there's no waffle coning.
1: none of that. None of that It's none just of that. yes or no. Green light, red light. Yeah so. And
0: it' would help if you brought samples. Like if you have an ice cream shop, we don't know if it's going to be successful. We just need to we need to taste the ice cream. But the biggest determ- determinant on whether it's going to be successful a lot of the times is where the damn thing's located.
1: Location, location location. Yes. American okay. Americans are talking about one thing right now. And you and I have had discussions about this. Are we spending too much time during recent episodes of the podcast on this particular topic? Yes. Well, apparently not. Far more people are interacting with news articles on the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard trial than with coverage around any other subject in the news right now, including abortion, inflation, gas prices, Joe Biden, Elon Musk. In April, website traffic to People Magazine, Us Magazine, and the New York Post jumped 9, 16, and 22% from last year. They can follow the clicks and see. You're not going to hard news. You're not going to see the front and the back cover of the Post for the day. You're going to read about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial.
0: Do you know what one of the biggest searches right now is in like um, Safari or anything? How do I watch the trial? How, you know how I know? Court TV. Because I typed it in. Um, no, I've, it's, not, yeah, it's not streaming because Court TV is not really Court TV anymore. So I've been watching it on YouTube. And I just happened to watch it last week. And I texted you this. And it was her sister that was on the stand. Okay. I, I just don't. The amount of drugs that these people took and how they just throw it out there like it's just no big deal. I mean, and, and I'm thinking to myself, self, here again, it's kind of like the the food situation. If I'm this girl's attorney, did they practice at all? Did they run over anything? Because if you start every testimony with, well, you know, what was John? What was Johnny Depp's demeanor? Well, you know, did you ever see him high on drugs? Yes, you know, he was doing cocaine and he was doing mushrooms. Now, and then when you were on this flight with Mr. Depp, what were you doing? Well, I was doing cocaine, and I was doing mushrooms with him, and I was doing—it's like, okay. Not,
1: not a good character No,
0: because what happens is the judge is like, I cannot keep up.
1: The judge is shifting in her chair daily. With if who's dragging watch, who? If you watch Judge Pearl yes. or whatever her name is, she's, get, she's, she's ready for the trial to be over.
0: Like, if I'm her at some point, I think I would just stand up and go, okay, listen. Listen. He hated you. Well, at first he loved you and you loved him, and then it became psychopathic. And then he hated you and you hated him, but then y'all still loved each other. And then somehow your sister and these two friends of yours moved into these penthouse apartments that Johnny Depp cut checks for, for all these people. So y'all basically living in this big old damn commune. And I guarantee it, sometime. All five of them got in a pile because they were always on a plane. They were always sitting around a campfire. They were always at some festival.
1: And always high on drugs.
0: Always high on drugs and not just any drugs. You know, they're like, what, what would Mr. Depp carry around in his pocket? I'm like, this is going to be fantastic. And it was like a joint, a knife, a pocket knife. And an eight ball. Yeah, yeah, and a baggie full of um cocaine, and you know, every now and then he would, uh, you know, take a mushroom or just like literally to on go Tuesday. on a Tuesday.
1: Like to go get his driver's license renewed.
0: Uh, not even because he didn't do that, but I mean, he's Johnny Depp. But like on the red carpet, like oh yes, he was high on that, and it's just like for the love of God,
1: people. The, everybody's been warning the big celebrity moments, and and so many people have wondered the James Franco story. When is it coming into the trial? What are we going to learn? It came into the trial late last week. Forty second clip here. I, you haven't heard the clip, I don't think. Have you? No. Have you heard this moment? No. I want to know. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a couple questions about this after you hear it. This is Amber Heard on trial or on the stand, rather, getting grilled by Johnny Depp's attorneys about her relationship with James Franco back in 2016.
2: You changed the locks to the penthouses on May 22nd, 2016. I attempted to. That's why you felt comfortable having James Franco over the evening of May twenty second, twenty sixteen, Miss Hurd? I do not know when James came over. Okay, let's remind you. That's you and Mr. Franco on May twenty second, twenty sixteen, right, Miss Hurd? Drawing picture correct. Up on the screen. And you're taking him up to the penthouses, aren't you?
0: That's where I lived, yes.
2: And it's past eleven PM at night, isn't that right? I'm not quite sure of the time it looked it looked like that. Why don't we pull that video back up? She's gonna get 22 twenty two fifty one. Almost midnight, right? It's, um, or, excuse me, almost 11 o'clock at night. Exactly. You knew Mr. Depp was out of town the week of May 21, 2016, didn't you? I don't know what I knew of his schedule at the time. You knew Mr. Depp was out of town on May 27th when you went to get the domestic violence restraining order. Isn't that right? I don't know if I knew that at the time. You knew, you knew Mr. Depp was heading out on a European tour that week. Isn't that right? I'm not quite sure what I
0: understood of his schedule at that time.
1: The line there that she has fed back to the attorney four times sounds very rehearsed to me.
0: Well, yeah. And the tide, I hate to even talk about this, but the tide has turned against her. And um, because everyone thinks she's doing just this tremendous acting job. And these two women are going at it. And as usual, just like out of the OJ Simpson trial, just like out of any big trial that happens, who becomes the star? One of the attorneys. And so now this female, Johnny, that's an attorney for Johnny Depp, is like, everyone wants to know because she's very snippy. She's very pointed. You can hear her adrenaline just like, you know, when she thinks she's got Amber on something. And here's my take on the whole thing I I think they're both, I think they they both had toxic behavior. It should be a draw. It should just be a draw. And they should, they've all got, you know, she didn't give money to the victim's abuse. He's suing her. He needs this. At the end of the day, what's really, really sad about this is that because people do think that Amber Heard is not telling the truth and there's some things going on, for people who have suffered true abuse – and this is men or women, male or female, because there is a lot of male you know, abuse that happens um, that's not really discussed or talked about. I do think that's one kind of good thing that's come out of this is that it's not shameful if you are a man and you have gone through this. It has nothing to do with your manlyhood if, if this has happened to you. But what, what is happening is people are not going to stand up because who really loses through all this are true victims who, you know, because they're like, yeah, but look what happened to her. She got up and told her story and, you know, everybody's like... They've already made their decision. They've made a snap judgment. She's put her whole life out there. And then this isn't true or it's not going to happen. So I just think this is a hot mess of a situation. But I have to admit, I mean, like when the sister was on the stand, I'm like, what on earth?
1: Coming up next episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act, a marriage therapist will reveal the top complaint from wives about husbands. Connie Voller is her name, and we are going to have a conversation about this and you'll hear the audio coming up next episode. What do you think it's going to be? I had, I, had, I don't know anything about that. It's on TikTok on viral TikTok. I, I mean,
0: I'm not even it, talking a is lot. Is it is it asking someone to do the same damn thing over and over and over? We'll again. Find out Thursday. I'm sorry, I digress. And we'll they say they're going Thursday. to do it, like put the vent back on the dryer. It's been
1: two days. It's been two days. Has this coral crawled up in there yet? No.
0: Not
1: that we know of. We're cool. It would be impossible for us to name every single Podpeep that, 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 that was so generous with their time to come out to gallery furniture. For the red, white, and blue All American pre Memorial Day weekend parking lot party, it was this past Saturday. Uh, Shelby Brim, Podpeep Shelby Brim from Bogart, was winner. Of the Wolfman Lookalike Contest and took home a fifteen hundred dollar bounty. Uh, places two through five
0: mm-hmm.
1: all got we John did everybody wins
0: everybody wins
1: two through five second through fifth place got a five hundred dollar bounty from Gallery Furniture in Gainesville.
0: I mean, unbelievable. We got to put pictures of Shelby into the letter yeah, we're doing this week it. Yeah, too. She to looked up, when she walked up. I was like, "Is that Shelby?" She had fashioned business cards. That had gallery furniture on them.
1: The address she, and, and ask oh the my Wolf gosh, man.
0: She had her point down. She had yeah. everything going on. It and was she said so that she, good.
1: She, she glued the, the beard onto her. Yes. Like you had recommended.
0: Yes. She couldn't eat. Bless her heart. She could hardly eat at the event because she her mouth was basically glued shut. But, I mean, it was worth it for the
1: $1,500. Thank you to Keith Wrightdale Bone, host of The Redneck Show, for traveling over from Conyers, Georgia, to spend some time with us.
0: Keith bought four things. He came for nothing. He, he was so mad he, I mean, he was jokingly mad at me because I was like I think you need this and then you need this and then maybe you need this he's like I don't need any. I mean he, he wanted a few things but like loaded it up yeah. it up uh
1: he had he had been with with uh Rosemary Hayes at a car show in Homer Georgia for autism represent the Redneck Show which is the 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 YouTube show that he does every Sunday night even Keith Roddell bone one of the most popular YouTube variety shows on YouTube today
0: it's amazing. And he took his car, which is named Big Sexy. He takes it to all these yes, car shows. Yes,
1: yes, Angie Bettis and her husband came by to spend some time with us. Yeah, enjoy were, some Ninja Pig barbecue.
0: They were amazing. They bought a couple of pieces, and um, we got to eat lunch with them while they were waiting on them to get it out of the warehouse. And um, as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, Angie could use some little prayers right now. So let's put those all out right, there for her. All
1: right. Kim Martin came by the parking lot party. Um Gosh, uh, Jasper, Georgia representing, uh, Monticello, Georgia representing, had, uh, Douglas Hill representing. We had uh, a great crowd. Thank you so much for coming out. And thank you for supporting local businesses, small businesses. How about small, local businesses like Gallery Furniture? Betty Joe, Wolfman's wife was there, Donna's, uh, Donna's mother, and Marilyn's grandmother.
0: They were so busy. They were running around tying down things. You could and- not
1: get another car in that parking lot Saturday.
0: No, and it was just so much fun, and it was great to meet everybody and just – you know, put faces with names and just so thankful. So thankful.
1: Donna gave away ten. It was over $10,000 worth of, of brand new recliners and bedding. And not like full bedding. We're talking king and queen. You choose what kind of bedding you have is what you get from Gallery Furniture. Uh, big day for first responders. Gainesville Fire Department came out. I, I think one time there were four fire trucks in the parking lot at Gallery Furniture from Station 1. Every, every truck at Station 1 in Gainesville had come out to the parking lot party. Um, because Donna supports first responders and and, and also fire and you know everybody, firing EMS, and law enforcement.
0: I couldn't believe it. I mean, they just kept coming. You know, like every time we thought that she that was it, she was like, "Nope, let's draw one more name." And
1: thank you to everyone at Gallery Furniture for sweating Saturday and and taking care of of, of pod peeps from the podcast uh, Ninja Pig Barbecue. Um, also, Jonathan Ingram. Follow him on social media at Jonathan Ingram Music on all social media platforms, TikTok, Facebook instagram
0: it's just like great old-fashioned fun
1: gina 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 crow another name i was trying to think of pop Peep came by. we'll do it again next year right
0: it's going to be an annual thing this wolfman look-alike contest maybe maybe
1: next be. year lee bryce will come maybe maybe he'll we see the swell okay to you're hell right with you're him. right you're right you're
0: right to right. hell with him if he tries to come now he's not welcome
1: thank you donna for your support of the podcast since episode one january of 2020 it's
0: 2511 11 highway in college park and 1600 browns Bridge road in gainesville ask for donna
1: Guests of the Cadillac Check, my second act podcast, state properties owned and managed by Atlanta's Paramount Hospitality Management. The brands you know depend on and trust Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. When the boss books you for travel and you're staying at a Paramount property, you got to monitor your excitement at home. You can't act too thrilled about being on the road next week for business and traveling. But you're staying at a Paramount property. We get it. Comfortable, spacious guest rooms. Free high-speed Wi-Fi. Fitness centers with quality cardio equipment and free weights to keep you healthy on the road. A hot breakfast and a business center to keep you productive on the road. At Paramount, we believe that you deserve more than just a place to stay. We want you to start every morning fresh, whether you're with us for a night, a few nights, or settling in for a few weeks. The Paramount portfolio includes the Hampton Inn at Georgia Tech. The Courtyard Carrollton The Courtyard LaGrange A new dual courtyard And Residence Inn by Marriott In Knoxville A brand new element By Weston and Baton Rouge And three properties in Newnan Hampton Inn by Hilton Town Place Suites by Marriott And Home 2 Suites by Hilton I'm Cadillac Jack And when I stay at a Paramount property I'm not a guest I'm treated like family And you will be too You'll find everything you need To stay energized, active, and whole Because time away from home Shouldn't mean time away from life we are also grateful for pod support from Ford. Built Ford Tough. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, Fayetteville Ford, Whether you find something on the pre-owned lot or a brand new Ford, maybe an F-Series or a Bronco, they look great. You score a lifetime powertrain warranty. Ah, oh, stepped on Ford. it. Did you hear that? I got to do it again. I got to do it again. Fayetteville Ford said You're like, why you. no? I got to do it again. Yeah, at her, at her mother's yeah. public You're memorial. like, stop.
0: I got to go again. Got to do it again. it. right, let's on it get here. this better.
1: I uh, check, my second X Also brought to you by Ford, Bill Ford Tough FayettevilleFordGA.com Whether you find something on the pre-owned lot Or a brand new Ford You get the gift of a lifetime powertrain warranty From Fayetteville Ford
2: Much better, much better. We'll take it,
1: uh, Fayetteville Ford, simply different Let's add some songs to the Spotify Hypes on playlists Donna, what you got?
0: I am adding um, the new Tyler Hubbard song oh, I'm worn out Uh, It's called Five Foot Nine, and it was written by um, Hubbard and Cadillac 3 leader Jaron Johnston and Chase McGill. And this is coming off of—it's going to be off of his new album. You know, he just signed a solo um, deal with EMI Records, and um, this was the first single. And it's just an awesome single, and it talks about—the reason it's called Five Foot Nine is it's an ode to his wife, Haley, who is Five Foot Nine. Dry wood makes good fires, good years make good swings. All that's all good, but for me, God makes five-foot-nine brown eyes and a
1: sundress. Loves Tim McGraw and a small-town accent. Ain't no way to me in this truck made a fall in love. Jack makes good whiskey, but God makes the good stuff. Oh, so I, I got that clip the from Spotify available when I was streaming
0: yeah, and places. on this um on this album he's got tons of collaborators. He's got uh Ross Copperman, he's got Red Akins, Ashley Gorley, Thomas Rhett, Keith Urban. It's gonna be a great, great album. It's gonna have some gospel influences, it's gonna have his his trademark song types, you know, just about small town living. He is one of my favorite people, I have to tell you. Um which I know is probably surprising in a way because, you know, he's kind of, I think sometimes he comes across as kind of a redneck little boy, but um, I love him and his wife, Haley, and their three kids. I just, I love following him. He's an awesome dad. He's just funny. Like, I mean, just live in real life with like three toddlers and, you know, this career in music. And I think a lot of people, you know, he kept reposting during the day, people, you know, who were like um, Charles Kelly and all of his friends, you know, who, Russell Dickerson who were like congrats you know this is great and everybody was watching to see if BK was going to put anything up there and he did and um i think the one thing that everybody is always trying to figure out is you know did the political situation
1: it, blow it them wasn't apart? All that. You know, it was the you know they they just that.
0: had a great run and i think they honestly timed it to when the um the um event was going to happen at the um at the what am i trying to say at the Country Music Hall of Fame, you know, where they did the whole, um, retrospective on Florida, Georgia, Florida line, Florida, Georgia line and about, you know, had everything about their careers and everything. And I think that was just a great, um, time to kind of go do some solo projects. They're still going to do a couple of shows together. And, um, but they have both encouraged each other and BK came out with his project first. Um, and we've put a song on there on the playlist. It's beach cowboy. And it's very different, um and it's very different than their regular music. This is this sounds very um similar to their music, but I think we're going to be surprised with some of the other songs on there and I just he's just a great guy. So if you want someone to, funny to follow on Instagram too, follow him at Tyler Hubbard. All
1: right. I'm going to add, thank you. Zach Brown band. A cover of the classic Charlie Daniels song The Devil Went Down to Georgia. I played this on the Bay 925 the other day. I played it because earlier that day I learned that John Driscoll Hopkins, who is a founding member of Zach Brown band has been living with ALS for several years. Lou Gehrig's disease is basically what it is. Think, uh, think uh, of the ice bucket challenge. Remember that, that, how many years ago was that? Several really put ALS out there for, for, for recall as a charity. You know, it's tough for charities to get traction. You got the American heart association. You got the red cross, you got the American lung association outside of those three the others fight for the scraps, really, when it comes to funding and, and, and just re- branding recall and messaging and things like that. So the Ice Bucket Challenge really, really propelled ALS into conversations with Americans for the first time, I, I think, anyway. Uh, this, I agree. This is John with, with Zach and the, the post that was on Instagram.
2: Hey, guys. John Driscoll Hopkins here with Zach Brown Band. I have tough news to share, and my brothers and sister have gathered to support me. Over the past several years, I've noticed some balance issues and some stiffness in my hands. After careful analysis by some of the country's top neurologists, I have been diagnosed with ALS. Because my symptoms have been slow progressing from the start, we believe they will continue to be slow progressing going forward. God willing, I plan to be rocking with these amazing people here, here. for many years to come. The technology and research surrounding ALS treatments has been advancing,
1: but we still don't have a cure. Thanks so much for your prayers and support in helping us cure ALS. Devastating news for the band, for, for John, certainly. Uh, although, again, he, it's been a few years. He's known, uh, but uh, his family. John, John is the, 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 the big, tall, bearded fella. In Zach Brown Band. He plays the stand-up bass and the guitar and the mandolin. And I'm sorry, uh, Jimmy Dale Martini plays the mandolin. But, um, you know, does, does just a bunch of the, the stringed instruments. Nice guy. Super nice guy. Always has been just kind and generous with his time anytime I've seen him. Uh, whether at a concert or just out in public. Because all those guys call the Atlanta area home. Um, so, uh, just, uh, John, listen. Thinking about you. Donna's going to pray for you.
0: I will. Absolutely.
1: Do you make note? Do you have a notebook of when you pray and for so that you keep so that it's it's equal time? for people in their prayers or or some some deserve more.
0: Sometimes, no. I mean, I just honestly, sometimes I'll just write someone's name down in the notes on my phone, and then when I pray, I just put it out there because you know. Then when you do it, it's not again. You don't have to have an appointment with God. You don't have. It doesn't have to be. That's one thing about praying. You like. You don't have to like have some flowy language. It can just be like, listen, God, please. This person needs our help You know
1: We're going to add John Driscoll Hopkins Of Zach Brown Band With Devil Went Down to Georgia Cover from the Charlie Daniels Band And uh, Tyler Hubbard's First uh, offering as a solo artist On EMI National Records Called Five,
2: Five Foot, Nine. Foot
1: Nine Chris Stapleton Covering Lionel Ritchie.
2: Save you, save me. On, me.
1: From the PBS special Lionel
2: Ritchie,
1: the Library of Congress, Gershwin Prize for Popular Song. A prestigious accolade that celebrates the work of an artist whose career reflects lifetime achievement in promoting song as a vehicle of musical expression and cultural understanding.
0: I think that Chris Stapleton is an excellent cuddler. Okay. He just seems okay. like so warm and like, I don't know, like I'd like to cuddle with him and not do anything else. I mean, just like, just have him hug you. You know, I was reading this thing the other day that like hugging is like re- releases all these endorphins and it just makes you happy. And you know, I'm a big hugger. Like I, I hug people. I hugged a lot of people at the um, event this past weekend, but I think Chris Stapleton is just an excellent hugger. I have
1: no, I bet he, I bet he, he yeah,
0: I have nothing to back that up with. I just feel it in in my hugging bones that he is.
1: I bet he hugs and goes, mm.
0: I hope so. Gosh, okay. that even makes All it right. better, All you right. know? Okay. And like sniffs your hair or I'd sniff his hair. Cause I've told you before, right. his hair is smells so good.
1: And he's always got a package. AB 1.5 in his beard. No, if you he get doesn't. in his beard and dig around, you're going to find me there. He doesn't. We are classified by Apple podcasts in two categories one is entertainment news the other is music in the music category we are in the top 4% of all podcasts nationwide there are 84,000 music podcasts i mean in the apple podcast library um let's continue to fulfill our obligation to music with a quick hit about eric church who wrapped his big tour um the we shall gather again tour over the weekend is past weekend at madison square garden MSG in new york city
0: i mean what an event without joanna cotton ah
1: Joanna for the second time popped positive for COVID.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh Ashley McBride got the uh got the call from the bullpen mm-hmm. from Eric Church and she flew up to uh to New York City and did a I've seen some clips, did a phenomenal job with them. Um they yes, you know, they, they performed a couple of times together, including recently on something. What did they do?
0: Well, no, on I'm the tired. on the <laughs> on the um on the awards, the CMA awards. That's right. Yes. That's right,
2: that's right, that's right.
1: Memorial Day weekend. Is coming up, and if you are in Chattanooga, Charleston, Savannah, Birmingham, all very large, healthy markets for this podcast. Nashville, Knoxville, Columbia. We would love to host you in Alpharetta this weekend. If 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 it was Tuesday before the three day weekend. If you're listening on Upload Day, and you don't have plans, and you've been waiting, you kind of put a put a pin in it, as we say you know, the holiday the three-day weekend coming up and and wait until something that really, truly interests you, you heard about it or discovered it. you went, you know what? Listen, what do you think about going this weekend to the Blank Festival? Or what do you think about this weekend going to whatever? If you've been waiting on a sign. About,
0: here's your sign. About
1: booking your three-day holiday weekend that's coming up. This is it right here. Ding. Here is, uh, here's your sign and here's your sound. To join us in Awesome Alpharetta. I don't know where that came from.
0: I love that.
1: This weekend, Memorial Day weekend, with all kinds of events. Live music, first of all, uh, Friday and Saturday night. I think there are like 12 different live music events going on in the city. We also, this weekend, in Alpharetta, 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta, we'll have uh, Thursday night, if you want to come in early, the Alpharetta uh, Alpharetta Food Truck Alley. Oh
0: my gosh, so much fun. Ten
1: food trucks, at least. All right. Saturday, the Alpharetta Arts Street Fest is going on all day. Sunday, City of Alpharetta and the Rotary of Alpharetta are doing a huge Memorial Day tribute for free Sunday morning, um, and then Sunday, all day, How Great Thou Art Show.
0: Get I it, love that. Get it? it
1: get it? At, at, at the Hamilton.
0: Which is an amazing new hotel, which also happens to have a speakeasy in it. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah. Like, it's I've amazing. I've seen the line to get in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but you know what? Don't worry about it. You can go up to the front desk, get your password, roll right on in.
1: Then Monday, Memorial Day, the ASO, Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, is going to be in Alpharetta. And they present the Roaring Twenties, a free Memorial Day concert at 730, music from the Twenties, and patriotic favorites at Brook Street Park, which is right behind Alpharetta City Hall.
0: It's free. Amazing.
1: Come road trip to Alpharetta. And uh if we have is Will gonna be here this weekend? He's he's home right now. 22 year old son who lives in Knoxville. Um we can we can we can do an Airbnb thing with his bed here. Uh but if if somebody take calls it before you can, uh, there's 30 partner hotels in awesome Alpharetta that you can stay at. If somebody calls Will's bedroom.
0: Oh, yes, of course.
1: For you know, from out of town. Yes. A pot Uh, we got room for you. Thirty partner hotels.
0: You may have a cat sleeping with
1: you. Or cats, plural. And all of the properties, all of the hotels are within great distance to shopping, to dining, to retail, to the events we just spoke of. All of them happening this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, an awesome Alpha Retta. We'd love to have you here. I love pooping outside. Oh my God. One morning in Alaska, a humpback whale breached offshore just as I squatted with my pants around my ankles.
0: Is this you riding this?
1: Another morning in Idaho, I watched hummingbirds sip nectar from wildflowers as I crunched at the edge of a meadow. And at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, I sat on a groover. As the sun painted the canyon walls a glowing red, while I take a big dump. Okay,
0: outdoors. What, what huh? is wrong? What is wrong with you?
1: Outdoor poop etiquette is changing, and if you poop outdoors, you're not going to like this.
0: Who so, poops outdoors?
1: I think you'd be surprised.
0: No, I wouldn't be. See, I mean, no, I wouldn't be. That's what you do all the time. It's like everybody's doing that. No, they're not. No, they're not.
1: You've never done it outside.
0: No, no. And have you?
1: Yes, plenty of times.
0: You've pooped outside.
1: Yes, a growing body of research suggests that it's no longer. Well, I can't give you that. keep blow it. Blow it. For you. Um, sign up for the letter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the letter. This will be uh, one of the articles in the letter. Uh, Outdoor poop etiquette is changing. You're probably not going to like it. Is the uh, the title of the article? Okay, from, I, um,
0: I have questions. From hang on,
1: hang on. I'm sorry. I'm just so, so okay. overwhelmed. From. Uh, Okay. I can't. I, I didn't copy that part of it.
0: Mother Jones, some Earth magazine. Seriously, or something. seriously, Okay, I have
1: questions. Yes.
0: And you're not going to deflect this time. When and where and why have you gone to the bathroom outside?
1: Um, it's, it's liberating.
0: You're so weird.
1: Okay. Fair text left on red red is the color red no spaces left on red to the number 22828 to subscribe to the letter component of both uh the podcast and also the radio show Weekday afternoons three to seven the afternoon ride get like jack on the bear 92.5 download the free bear app listen anywhere that you are available in the apple podcast store and uh, google apps as well right. Play, so.
0: I don't know that I can follow this up with my sweet little thing that, that one of our neighbors put on our mailbox. Uh, we'll
1: have to wait for next episode we're time. Oh. That's we'll time. We're done. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack My Second Act. Let's back up real quick. Podpeat. Lane Mitchell. Who is with our partner, Awesome Alpharetto?
0: Probably not after this episode.
1: Alpharetic Convention Visitors Bureau. Uh was listening to the episode of uh with, with Josie Gibson, who had the accident in the pool and nearly drowned. What, four episodes ago, I guess. Lane Mitchell writes, What a heartwarming episode. Our staff was just renewed with our CPR training this past Friday. So it's a great reminder how important that training can be personally and professionally. Excuse you it's like the, the lady on the, t- the the witness stand at the Johnny Depp trial.
0: Meanwhile, I just drugged my earphones across the microphone. I don't want people to think, because I don't poop outside.
1: <laughs> I think maybe you just did here in the studio, though.
0: Nor do I pass right. gas. Okay. <sighs> Whatever. My God.
1: Lane Mitchell at the Alfred Convention yeah. Visitors.
0: Back here. to Lane. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Alfred. Right. Yes, thank you, Lane.
1: Audio for this episode from PBS, NBC, and The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, NYU, Otis. Actually, we can bump all this, because we had to bump quite a bit of content for this episode.
0: Make sure you get in your credit about the pooping story.
1: Well, that didn't... That what not yet.
0: Yeah, but what magazine did you take that from? Uh,
1: outside, I think, is the out of I've lost my... Butt. PBS It was a Chris Stapleton. Hang on.
0: How do people like white... Court TV. Okay. Do they just bring toilet Late paper with them? Late Night with
1: Seth Meyers on NBC. We didn't do the Kenny 60 minute stuff about to fraud. Um, EMI, they, EMI Records National. BMA Records. Do they just Records bring like, their
0: own toilet paper around with them, just in case? Or
1: just go, just let it... just. Uh,
0: That's disgusting.
1: All natural. Disgusting. Thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen, production assistants from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) I have never
0: shit outside. And And the fact that you do is just.
1: I have. I didn't say it's not something I do regularly.
0: When and where?